You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hello and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a series of podcasts looking ahead at the upcoming events at this North London venue. On this latest mini edition, we caught up with Nick Rawling, the man behind Paper Cinema. Paper Cinema is a highly original theatre company that breathes new life into fairy tale style stories on stage before your very eyes. Nick explains more. It's a hard question, but if people haven't come across Paper Cinema before, how would you describe it? Uh, it is a hard question, but it's, it's pretty simple. It's the interaction of live animation, puppetry, and live music. So we have, uh, we'll have two performers, Ed Dowie and Chris Reed, known as Little Boat, playing um, a selection of uh, live piano, live guitar, but also with effects and, and computer effects and live foley work as well. Um, and we're performing with a series of cutouts, drawn characters that I draw, and then they're manipulated to tell a, tell a story. So the, the overall effect is like as if you're watching a cinema, just watching a normal film, but then there's the manipulators on, on the stage just kind of cutting it all through together and, and making it happen before you. So hopefully you can transcend it and watch a nice movie, but also you'll see everybody playing and making it happen. idea come from for, for, for this and paper cinema in the first place? Uh, the idea was just born out of a couple of experiments that I was trying and things that I'd seen and learned from friends and old things like enjoying um, Ivor the Engine as a child and Jack and Ori and, and various kind of things like that. Although I say the references, they kind of came out afterwards as, oh, that's what I was doing, you know. Oh, that's something I learned from Ulysses 31 when I was a kid. So all those hours in front of TV kind of came out but it's it was just um, I was asked to do something artistic with Little Boat's music and I um, I said well I've got this and uh, and we tried it and various things like using the camera and the projector just to make it so everybody could see it suddenly opened up a, a new form so we just started to develop that it sounds so it sounds like you, you you look at some of the more complex visual ideas from TV and cinema and you think how can I get away with that very cheaply and very cleverly <laughs> I, I think so although invariably it's trying to see how you can turn a corner to tell a narrative without and hiding the, the change and the movement there's a funny story Story when I taught one of the puppeteers how to how to do it when we were just starting working with her, she um, took the bus home from one side of Edinburgh to the other and then saw it completely in flat shapes as if it was <laughs> if it was a paper cinema thing. So there's some, maybe something subconscious that you know I, I do see things in the street and think how can I tell that with like several pieces of paper and and hide all the, you know some dog chasing after a lead and not giving it back to his owner or something like that. You know you see these things it's like. Can I can I get away with that and how you know? So it's it's born out of ripping things apart, but also old old stories, you know. But one one thing we haven't covered, which I think is 
maybe a little bit different and, may, and, and maybe something you thought about strongly when you first started was obviously every time you do a performance you're, you're telling a story but, but without words um, yeah that's, that kind of came about because um, I suppose we didn't know how to do it maybe maybe that's the easy answer <laughs> I'm not an orator, uh, narrator and neither's the, 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 it was originally with a, just an instrumentalist player and then we did play with bands but the, the nice benefit of that is that it's universal and we've, we've had, certainly had a lot of people from different backgrounds who have been able to interpret it. And, and certain stories, it's nice that it's open to interpretations. Um, with the Nightfly, which we played here last time, there's a piece that we wrote ourselves and we don't really kind of say much about what it is. But I've heard several very interesting um, ideas about what, it, what, it, what it's about. So um, that's, that's always an enjoyable thing. It's almost, in a sense, we're kind of giving a, giving a canvas over to see see what people interpret from that and the rock charmer which we're playing here next is is another piece that we've we've invented and it's based around an exploration of a, a sea quarry down in dorset so it's all these kind of so it's a journey through this mythical land of of what is rock and stuff like that but um it's, it's very much open to interpretation and and you know it's very much a a palette for the musicians to play. You started on the Rock Charmer there. Can you can you give me a little bit more background to that? Um, the Rock Charmer started as a commission with the Inside Out um, project, which is a big biannual event in, in Dorset where they have all sorts of um, circus. They had No Fit State Circus out there. Um, they asked us to play with uh, Kimo Pokahom, uh, who's a Finnish experimental um, accordionist. So he has a, a very big... Uh, keyboard that's all amped up with uh, microphones and, and MIDI systems and stuff like that, so he live samples through it. So it's very much like what we had, we had done. And I had seen them back in something like '98, and and just blown away by them. So when they asked me to do it, it's like, yeah, of course, it's going to be amazing. And then they said, uh, can you do it in Windspit, which is this kind of sea cave in the Purbex? So it's just on the edge of the sea, but it's about a 60-foot drop to the sea flat plateau and then another 100 foot cliff which we projected on with Kimo up this huge great big rocky edifice and then we built a whole lot of installation pieces to have everybody come round but um, since we've we've done that we're taking the actual figurative story that we made for Kimo out and we've rescored it with uh, as I said before Little Bo and Hedawi and we're now just putting it into more of a theatrical setting and just seeing if it sits outside of the context but the context is very much about the quarrymen and the stone work that happened there from like Purbeck and Portland Stone you get kind of St Paul's and the war graves and, and it's been and they, they explore the whole geological time thing down to Lyme Regis and further on into Devon um, so we just kind of explore explore that in a, in a kind of a magical sense and, and when, when, you, when someone commission, commissions you to do something like this, do you start sketching out some characters? And then, and then I mean, I think the process of, of making it takes months. Uh, yeah, it, it starts with little, little uh, kind of policeman notebooks and just jotting down things in there, cutting, cutting things out from magazines that I like. For a, a couple of times, Henry Moore seems to be kind of coming back back in. Um, in The Rock Charm, there's some kind of, not quite Henry Moore, but Henry Moore-esque kind of giant rock monsters. Um, what's the relationship between you and, and, and Little Boatford, you know, for this performance? I mean, it, how, how closely do you work together to, 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 put, to put something like this together or adapt it in this case? Well, the, the, the piece, as I say, was originally made for Kimo Pokahon. And so we built it away from 
Chris Littleboat and Ed, although they kind of came in and, and did help. The trouble, the trouble coming from something that's already been pre-scored or built for another score is, is just not trying to get influenced by what's going on, you know, that they have their own free reign. Um, and for this one, we've just got the C drum. It's, it, um, Chris has just got into a C drum, which is a, is a big, like a baran, filled with, with ball bearings to make all the kind of C effects and go off to sea at some point. Which is all very good, but when we're transporting it, it sounds like we're, we're carrying the ocean around in us, because every time we go around a roundabout, it's sort of kind of thing going on, yeah. My last question, I, I think you've, you've touched on this quite a bit already, but Paper Cinema, to me and, and people who've seen you before, and, and it, it's, it, it's, it's a universal thing and it's a thing, a thing for, for young children who take something away from it and for us maybe slightly older people. It's just a great experience. You, you must be very proud of the fact that it, it appeals to such a broad, broad range. Um, yeah, I am actually. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, that's proper. I, I think, yeah, no, it's been nice to turn around and see that. It's always inspiring to see how people engage on it at a different level and, and just enjoy it, you know. Whether it's kind of kids just kind of coming up and rifling through and trying to stop their little fingers breaking everything. But, you know, it's really good. And then, but just people coming up and, and talking about drawing. And, and, you know, one of the nice things is about it is that it's so hands on that we just do it in front of you. And also with the workshops as well, it's a real kind of time, chance for us to go, right, well, we're just enjoying playing around and doing what we enjoy doing if you want to do it come come and enjoy it so like and they're always great fun to kind of do so it's a nice aspect where people kind of come thinking they're bringing their kids and they're just going to hold them and maybe do some cutting and they said no no you've got to draw as well and pull them in and then before you know it they're, they're the parents kind of bossing their children around and, and coloring everything you know you're doing it all wrong and then you've got to go off and make sound effects and, and all this sort of thing and it's yeah it's great. that's a great little kind of fun side so the workshop side has been a real nice way to please it but then you also do kind of get people yeah just at the end of the gate kind of talking to you and yeah it's it's yeah it's it's really nice it's a pleasure actually to, to be honest Rawling there and the music of Little Boat Paper Cinema performed Rock Charmer on Saturday the 11th of June at 5pm with a very limited workshop from 1pm the same day. This event is part of Arctic Circle's mini festival called Fairy Tales and Monsters which also includes a celebration of the music of Moondog and a musical tribute to the world of Oliver Postgate. For more information please visit our website kingsplace.co.uk and to book your tickets. Tickets for all events are available from as little as £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk